McKinsey Strategy and Corporate Finance Practice, I'm Sean Brown, and welcome to Inside the Strategy Room. Today, we're joined by Michael Bender, a senior partner in our Chicago office and the global co-leader of McKinsey Digital and Analytics. We sat down with Michael in London, where he had just presented to our global CFO forum on the role that CFOs can play in driving digital transformations. We also discussed the nature of digital transformations more generally, how digital and analytics go hand in hand, and the challenges companies can face when working to adopt both digital and analytics. As we get started, Michael, uh, tell us just a little bit more about what is digital? What is a digital transformation? So it's interesting, Sean. Uh, we get this question all the time, what do we define digital as or digital analytics as? And where we've gotten to is a fairly simple phrase. Digital is the radical reshaping of industries, companies, and society through the use of advanced technologies and advanced data analytics. Uh, the reason that's important, of course, is that at one level we all know that certain industries are getting uh, shaped dramatically, such as media, such as retail through Amazon and others. Uh, we also know that individual companies are getting radically reshaped by those changes and disruptions in the industries. Uh, but I think it's equally important to note that society itself is getting reshaped. So a lot of governments are trying to think through how does technology change the way they serve their citizenry. Uh, here in Europe, uh, there's a lot of discussion around whether or not there needs to be more data privacy or control over the big uh, internet giants. Uh, these things are all important. That's what we see digital analytics as, that's what we see digital as, and we see it as a force that's going to continue to shape the world for the next decade or two. So how does this impact a CFO? CFOs almost invariably are sitting at the center of the operating committee or the, the leadership teams of their companies. Uh, they're not only the keeper of the strategic planning process in most cases, and the keeper of the financial disciplines. But in many cases, the combination of strategic planning process and the financial disciplines becomes a critical enabler of how to drive a digital transformation. So today I spent some time with a couple of CFOs and we talked about how do you get a true north around how much value there is in digital analytics for your company? How do you figure out how to identify, track, monitor the big digital analytics pro uh, projects. How do you know you're spending the right amount on technology or you're spending the right amount on new talent? These are all roles the CFO are central to in most big companies that I've seen working on digital analytics. And so if you're a CFO trying to drive a digital transformation within your company, what are some of the first steps that a CFO would take to help make that happen? Sean, I think the, the first steps in how a CFO can influence an organization's digital journey or digital transformation. Uh, first and foremost, we no longer see a real distinction between corporate strategy and digital analytics strategy. We think ultimately that the corporation, the individual functions, and the individual businesses have to figure out some way to make digital analytics transformation or digital analytics strategy a central part of the overall business or corporate strategy. So the CFO in this strategic planning model has a real role in incorporating the digital analytics thinking into the corporate strategy. The second, I think, thing that CFOs can be very impactful on is using some process, maybe over a year, maybe over two years, in identifying where are all the dollars that might come from digital analytics 
over the next three to five years, almost in the notion of we know technology is changing the art of the possible. What is the full potential in my company from digital analytics? I had a discussion earlier today with the CFO, and that CFO was working in sort of a major oil and gas company, and they talked about how they could see a lot from advanced analytics in certain areas. They could see a lot in their uh, retail business from using better B2C digital marketing. They could see a lot in certain parts of the trading business from bringing new data insights into the trading business. And so they believe that that number could be in the billions of dollars of impact by bringing those kinds of digital analytics insights to the business. To my mind, the CFO on behalf of the overall operating committee and the CXO team has to have a good view of that full potential from digital analytics over the next three to five years for their business. So it sounds like digital is one of the important enablers for being able to do the advanced analytics. Can you take us through an example of a company that has you know, gone from digital to really do some cool things with analytics? Sean, it's interesting. I actually think that digital and now analytics are sort of like twins. Four or five years ago, before actually there was this very rapid evolution in advanced analytics that has occurred over the last two or three years, we spent a lot of time in certain industries focusing on digitizing processes. So we spent time on how could you go into the back office of a mortgage underwriter and change the process so there was less paper, more direct contact with the consumer. We spent a lot of time on retailing, trying to figure out, do you need all these physical stores or can you augment the physical stores with online channels or online channels with physical pickup in ways that change the consumer experience, make it easier for the consumers and make it cheaper for the retailer to provide the services. This was all around digitizing processes. Now, what we've increasingly begun to see is that with analytic tools, you can augment those digitized digitize processes. So in the mortgage underwriting process, there's a whole set of new techniques you can bring to bear to better choose your customers, better know which customers will convert. You bring that into the digital mortgage process, you can actually make that process better. In the retailing world, particularly when you're going direct to consumer, there are any number of analytics-powered insights that give you a sense of the next product to buy, or give you a sense of where to direct that consumer to a different channel, or give you a sense when that a consumer is attriting or leaving your group and give you techniques and methodologies to bring back that customers. So in the end, we see digital analytics as kind of twins working together to improve, uh, improve the customer experience, improve company performance, improve the way uh, companies work. Can you talk a little bit about the foundations of a digital transformation? Three or four years ago when we started talking with a lot of companies about digital transformations, and the banks were very early in this, we used to go down the path and we'd say, okay, do a digital strategy. And what's a digital strategy? A digital strategy is you understand how technology is going to change your business. You think about big disruptions. You think about new businesses you might build. And you think about how technology or analytics is going to change your business processes, so how you're going to reinvent your core. What that leads to is two main pieces. It leads to a whole series of activities which we call reinventing the core, so changing the mortgage process, changing the fulfillment process in a retailer, changing the, the, the online marketing of a new telco subscription. Um, but it also means figuring out whether there are new business models that you're going to want to introduce. So are you going to introduce a new direct consumer capability if you're a, if you're a bricks and mortar retailer? Are you going to 
um, go out if you're a chemicals processor and introduce a new channel for a different set of businesses. And when you do that, you've actually got to do something different than reinventing the core. You've got to actually build a new business. And it comes with all the accoutrements of business building. You put a technology team together, you come up with a business plan, you identify the customer base, you identify the value proposition, and in the end, you're building businesses that are more digital businesses. You see this often in banking, where big banks are building sidecar banks because they want to go to a more digitally savvy, younger consumer who's looking to the bank for a pure digital experience. So that's, we think, the foundations of digital. Now, the challenge with the foundations of digital is that almost every company has done the digital strategy and got to a good set of ideas on how to reinvent the core and a good set of ideas on new business to build. But the challenge they then run into is how to actually make it happen. And there's two blockages that have emerged that are really putting a crimp in the ability to execute and implement a digital strategy. The first one is technology modernization. A lot of the technology for big companies was built decades ago, oftentimes built in an old legacy systems coded model that's very hard to adjust. As you shift to digital, you get more consumer interaction, you add analytics into the equation. That technology set of platforms, that technology environment does not work anymore. And it's very hard to transition away from that technology environment. The second big blocker is organization. So the typical organization sort of has a very linear process. I set a strategy, I set some incentives, I use the incentives then figure out how I might use technology, I come up with business requirements and specs, and then voila, the technology delivers something. If it's not quite right, we go back and fix it. That doesn't work anymore because a lot of these digital business building efforts and a lot of digital change efforts require entirely different pace and cadence of change and as importantly, an entirely different skill sets. So you need customer experience designers. You need product designers. You need agile scrum coaches to drive these teams. You need cross-functional teams. Um, you need data scientists. You need data engineers to go in and dig out the data. You need all of these things to make this work. And so even if you get the strategy right, you've got two major blockers technology modernization, and the agile organization that's going to support digital change. Now, finally, there's the pesky little question of, do you get any money out of this? So what a lot of organizations have done is they've gone out and they've piloted a bunch of activities, they've introduced some digital, they've got a new website, and it's all kind of feeling more digital, but they're not actually getting any dollars. They're not getting that much more sales. They're not actually reducing costs. The phrase I often use is, if you're a digital bank and you've created a new digital channel for sales and you've created a new sidecar digital bank and you've um, created a way for customers to interact through mobile and through their home computer, that's all great. But if you haven't yet closed some branches or reduced the size of the call center or changed the nature of that service model, then you really haven't gotten anything done. So the real kind of end of the process, the keys to the kingdom is value capture, value adoption, change management within the business so that you're making the shift from what was sort of a physical analog business to a digital business and reaping the rewards of that. So you talked a little bit about the organizational challenges that can happen. Um, in your presentation, you uh, highlighted four horsemen of uh, failing digital and analytics transformation. Uh, it looks like war is the one around organization. Can you talk about the other three 
um, and just give us an overview of these these four horsemen of the apocalypse, if you will? So the first failure mode is famine. And what we mean by that is poor resource allocation. So some organizations have gotten down a path where they're over-investing and reinventing the core, and they're under-investing and reinventing new business models. Some of them have actually done just the reverse. They spend too much time building new business models, but aren't reinventing the core. Some over-invest in digitized processes and under-invest in analytics. Others do vice versa. So what we're seeing a lot of times is that they just don't have quite the right resource allocation to go forward. Now, this comes back to something we discussed a little earlier, which is around the CFO role. CF, one of CFO's primary role is around financial disciplines and resource allocation. And so the reason that we think CFOs and the associated CXO teams, CEOs and the teams, need to get a really good sense of where the value is in digital analytics transformation is to get more thoughtful about resource allocation. And so we think that is kind of the first of the four hooks from the Paxless famine, getting around the notion of poor or ineffective resource allocation in a digital analytics tra transformation. The second one, and I'm not sure it really links to the topic, is pestilence uh, of the four horsemen. And what we mean by this is death by piloting. So many, many organizations came into this and they said, we've got a lot of good executives. We've got some different functions. We need to think about digital analytics transformation. and." Each of our businesses are going to think about it, and each of our functions are going to think about it. Now, that's fine if you have a fairly small business and they're talking to each other. But if you're a big multinational telco, or if you're a big oil and gas company, or if you're a big multinational conglomerate, you know, what that leads to is a whole lot of different people at very different levels of understanding about digital analytics changes their business, all using some form of piloting to start figuring out what the answer is. Because we all love a pilot. Doesn't have much commitment. You know, you go and you do some stuff, you put a team together, they pilot away. Well, what's been happening over the last year or two is we have organizations that are coming back to us and say, oh yeah, we've got this great doodad that helps to predict, you know, when the plant might go down. And we said, well, that's great. Have you scaled it up? Have you brought it to a bunch of plants? Oh, no, it's, it's, more of a, it's more of a model. We did it in one little plant. But, you know, someone lost the code now, and we're not really scaling it up. So what they came back and said was, help us think through how we move from pilot paralysis or death by pilot into a real scale-up model. And the first, the first answer to that in a lot of cases is just getting clarity on what the, 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 the true value at stake is and where it is. The second is getting the 200 pilots organized maybe into 10 bigger themes. So there's a big theme on predictive maintenance. There's a big thing on direct to consumer marketing. There's a big theme on using predictive analytics in the supply chain. There's a big theme on inventory transparency across the supply chain. You know, if you can get those grouped for a big organization, then you can build skills and capabilities to pursue and scale those. And then finally, there is this notion of how you engage the front line. Because if you just do a pilot and you just do it in one plant, ultimately, for many of these organizations, if you're a pharma company and you've got 13 or 14 plants for your pharmaceuticals or your drugs, you're going to have to scale out across the 14 plants. So somehow you've got to figure out how to do that scaling. So the second of the four horsemen is pestilence. The third um, 
The third of the four horsemen we talked about, and Sean, you mentioned, is war. And by that, we mean these organizational challenges. And there's a whole bunch of them. So again, in the original form of, of company management, you'd have a strategic plan, which set each year. That strategic plan would kind of set through, I'm going to make these three changes. Those three changes, some of them had technology. Oftentimes, you would then go through business requirement process. Then you'd decide you needed a large ERP system to implement the technology, and you'd go out and select a technology. And by the time you got all that done, you'd be two and a half years in, and then you'd start getting tired because the coding took too long. So what we're seeing is the need for a much more rapid organizational methodology. That could be much more rapid consumer insights in the marketing department. That could be forming cross-functional teams around technology-enabled projects so you're actually creating rapid, minimal viable product and then beginning to scale it up into the businesses. That could be creating more stage-gated funding processes. So if you think this is going to be a good idea, you get it going. If the pilot works, you then fund it to scale. If the pilot doesn't work, you defund it. Uh, It could be uh, all of those things. Now, there's some critical ones here that we've talked about before. In order for an organization to move forward on digital analytics, um, you've got to have very technology-savvy senior leaders, and you've got to have incredibly business-savvy technologists. And that becomes a blockage in many organizations. Many organizations are working very hard to bring up the IQ of their companies and their executives around technology and digital analytics. Another big one is, is literally put, specialized skills. There are four or five specialized skills that every one of these transformations needs. There's data scientists, data engineers, there's architects, there's application architects, there's cybersecurity people, there's a consumer experience designer. All of these skills are quite, you know, quite difficult to find. Many of them are agglomerating in the West Coast or in some major technology centers like Amsterdam or Berlin or Silicon Valley or Austin. And for the big company, they've got to figure out a way to find that talent, attract that talent, keep that talent, and embed them in the business. And then finally, on the organizational side, there's a whole set of adjustments to the finance process. Again, stage gating, keeping track of big technology projects, uh, funding the best things going forward, knowing where the true north and value is. All of those are big organizational challenges. The last and probably most important of the four horsemen, of course, is death. And what that is for us is that you've chosen to get the digital analytics transformation defined pretty well. You've actually begun to pilot and scale. You've actually solved some of the organizational challenges, but you can't figure out how to monetize it. You can't figure out how to get value capture. So a lot of organizations, because digital analytics is inherently creating more transparency, find that there's price pressure, there's consumer pressure, there's shopping behavior. All of that is putting some pressure on the revenue line. You see that most classically in the retail world with the emergence of Amazon dislocating on multiple categories relative to the bricks and mortar retailers and the bricks and mortar retailers trying to find ways to fight back. Um, You see that in shopping of insurance in most markets where there's audit, there's e-commerce websites where you can either shop one insurance site or you can shop multiple. And so the cost of a personal lines auto insurance policy has gone down systematically over many, many years. So most organizations do these digital analytics transformation. They say, oh my gosh, a lot of it is going back to the customer. 
And, and, and so what most organizations have to figure out is how do you, one, give some back to the customer, not all of it, maybe create some other services models that augment the product model in order to uh, capture more of the value from digital. And then finally, almost invariably, digital analytics is going to reduce the cost structure. You're going to have to reduce the cost structure ahead of declining consumer demand. So that magic equation of how to get adoption in the front line and value capture so it doesn't just become a lot of expensiveness to make the consumer happier is a, is a real challenge. And that is the fourth of the four horsemen uh, death. And it's all about getting real value capture for your company. So if you're a CFO, you know, you've talked about these four horsemen of the apocalypse. From a CFO's perspective, what are some of the ways that a CFO can avoid these most effectively? I think we see six things. The first and most important one is to make sure that the corporate strategy is heavily infused with the digital analytics strategy and that the digital analytics strategy is central to the corporate or business strategy. The second one is the CFO has to get a full understanding of how much dollars or opportunities or threat or risk there is in digital analytics with the five-year-out perspective. So, you know, it's good to suspect that there's money in predictive maintenance. It's good to suspect they need a different direct-to-consumer model. Ultimately, we think the CFO has got to be able to say, if today my revenue is $14 billion and my profit is 2 I can see price transparency and demand putting a threat to that 14. I can see my cost structure getting reorganized by these parts of digital analytics. And I think that the prize is $2 billion in incremental value that I need to capture, some of which I'll give back to the consumer. So number two is really understanding the full potential in digital analytics and spreading it by the important areas. Um, number three is really thinking through the funding mechanisms. Um, and by that I mean, in order to do this well, one of the organizational challenges is moving away from the very rigid year-on-year -year planning cycle and everyone trying to sort of move OPEX by a nickel and, and not getting clear on how the CapEx, OPEX trade-off and the technology spend versus uh, operational spend is going to change. The CFO, we think, has got to introduce a more sophisticated way of thinking about project ROI across technology and other parts of the business, got to think about stage gating, may need to think about, you know, incubator funds for certain parts of it, and certainly needs to think about how, how to adjust the cost of the technology department in terms of, you know, more expensive skills versus less expensive skills, and maybe using some of these cl this cloud terminology fixed costs versus variable costs. So the CFO's got a big role in thinking about stage-gating funding and the economic profile. There's a fourth topic that CFOs increasingly are playing a role in. Because technology and ops and digital and analytics are becoming so important to the future of most organizations, it turns out that this is not just the CIO keeps track of the projects. And it's not just the CFO keeps track of the dollars. We're increasingly convinced that the digital and analytics transformation plan has to be owned by the full executive team and the CFO has to be intimately involved with the CIO and other parts of the C uh, and, and the individual business heads to ensure that that transformation program and the underlying initiatives are being executed well. Uh, there's two other things that we think CFOs really play a role in digital analytics. Um, number five is 
getting the investor story right. One of the things you see these days if you go to investor day or go to a quarterly earnings report is that the CFO is oftentimes with the CEO, with the CIO, describing a digitation and analytics journey, describing how it's going to change their industry, describing how they're going to work with their customers differently, describing how it's going to impact their financials. And so CFOs have got to figure out some way to weave that digital and analytics transformation story into the investor story. And finally, six, there's a lead by example issue here. With the increased power of certain cloud-based finance capabilities and other techniques like robotic process automation that support shared services and remote delivery, there's increasingly an argument that the CFO has to lead by example by digitizing the finance function. So whether that is robotic process automation, shared service, uh, you know, self-service in the finance function, ubiquitous business information, uh, automation at scale, all of those buzzwords, somehow the CFO of today needs to lead by example and think through how digital analytics is going to change the finance function. So those are the six things we see that CFOs need to do. Thank you. That's all from Inside the Strategy Room. Thank you for joining us. And you can find the edited transcript of this podcast on McKinsey.com and on our Insights app. And be sure to connect with us there and on LinkedIn and Twitter. 